Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm Megan. This is Kristen. Hey, guys. And today we just wanted to start with saying thank you. We have seen a lot of change uh, for our audience over the last year, year and a half since we started this. And we just wanted to give you guys a shout out because we literally couldn't do this without you. And we're doing this for you. So I know we've seen some markets grow. Yeah, uh, we've noticed that we have some listeners in California, Colorado, New York, Georgia, yep. <laughs> Texas. Um, yeah, so we just really appreciate everybody else listening out there. Um, you know, just to, we hope what we're providing you guys is giving you some value and uh, you're able to use it out there. Yeah, we're just trying business. to keep it simple, give you guys some tangible yeah. takeaways each time. We know we're not diving super deep, but that's not the point for this. Right. So if you've got any feedback or like would love to leave us a review, all of that helps us reach more small business owners, medium-sized business owners like yourself. So we definitely would appreciate that. And we want to keep serving you guys as best we can. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, on this episode, we wanted to take a minute and reflect um, on how far digital has come over the last decade. It's crazy to believe we're already here. I know. We're <laughs> the going end in 2020. of a decade. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just wanted to start with a few things that really yeah. impact our small and medium-sized businesses most that have changed. There are a ton of things that have changed in digital, and like there are so many different directions this could go, but we're, we chose three of the sections that have really, really impacted our clients specifically, and this yeah. will probably resonate with you as well. Yeah. So the first is um, just Google and search results in general, just how crazy we've, how far we've come um, since what, let's see, the first local listing actually showed up in 2005. um, That was crowdsourced too. So, um, but GMB was actually not created until 2014. Sorry, GMB, Google My Business um, was not created until then. And Um, what you mean by created is where it was like a usable platform for businesses to own their content and be able to optimize it and set it up as like an extension of their business online before it was all user-based. Absolutely. And currently it is still free at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what the, this is my own personal opinion. I don't know what happens in the future, what's going to happen in the future with Google My Business. Um, I have my own theories on it to see where it goes, but um, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's easy for people to use. There's no excuse for your business not to have one nowadays Mm -hmm. um, since it affects the local listing so much. So many businesses, local businesses have them. Like it's such a necessity to get people in your store or to call your number or like all of those things. And 10 years ago, it was still in its infancy. Right. I think that's the part that really hit home for us is like that wasn't just a business basic where now it truly is. It's one of the first steps to being legitimate and people being able to find you, even if it is a referral, because that's where they start is by Googling you, which was not necessarily the case in the same sequence of consumer events as it is now. Yep, absolutely. Um, And then just to go into that Mm -hmm. a little bit more to just the evolution of reviews. You know, it used to be just the star rating. Yep. And And as many stars and as many like quantity of reviews as you could get. Yeah. And you were good. Yeah, exactly. But in reality, that's not what Google is looking for nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's going to be that content in the review itself, which is affecting search results too. Right. And not only is it not what Google's looking for, it's not what consumers are looking for anymore. Like just like a thousand five-star reviews doesn't 
cut it anymore. Great service. Thank yeah. you. You know what I mean? Period. That's it. You know, <laughs> no, they're looking for like a story. Yeah. And um, I think there's a way to, you know, just for those of you out there who are actively writing reviews or trying to become those local guides on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, local guides wasn't a thing. Yeah, it wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> um, actually, there is a talk of that actually becoming a social platform now yeah. for Google. So that's something coming down the pipeline as well, which is crazy. So um, how local guides will be like influencers with that's that crazy. too. So I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So the evolution of reviews, though, I mean, the fact is it's affecting, we see now in search results too, those snippets from reviews coming up um, underneath that listing, you know, so showing that whatever keyword or, you know, search term you typed in, you know, it could be in that review, which will help and, you know, of course. Yes. So my thought on that is that Google's gotten like, they're always optimizing and they're finding new ways to categorize things as data. So what's happening is these review responses are getting categorized and that way it can be sorted. So like when you type in a specific search term, it's able to say like, hey, this is the most relevant review to what you typed in. This is probably going to help you in your buying cycle. So that was not the case until recently, I would even say like the last two years. (laughs) I was going to say that, yeah. I noticed that, well, that particular example that I said about the showing up in those search results, I think has been happening within a year. Yeah. Um, So, Or at least on a larger scale. uh, Yes. Um, And then the other thing, just to add to that, uh, local service ads, those are huge now. Mm -hmm. That's becoming more and more relevant. Reviews are actually playing a factor of how you show up in those ads. And I can't imagine where we're going to go from there. Yeah, and that's a great point. And just the last thing on local service ads is they're opening those up to more industries all the time where it first was so segmented to like – contract and other things yeah. that like oh, yeah. it's not everyone. Oh, now so it's that, like pet groomers. Yeah. Um, photographers. photographers yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy too. Yeah. So to build on what we just talked about with the local listings, part of that is really due to the changes with smartphones. And mm-hmm. so if you remember the first like true smartphone was the first iPhone that was yep. tr- launched in like 2000. What was it? Seven. seven? Yep. Like we've had 10 variations of the iPhone since then. Ten, like 10. A flip phone is rare now. You remember your Yeah, we call them Motorola. dumb phones. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm sure people do. I know, it's crazy. No, really, like, so there was a, I saw a, a tweet the other day. Somebody said, wow, my daughter just asked me why we say I'm going to hang up now, like hang up the phone. Hmm. And I laughed and I'm like, wow, we don't, nobody can, you don't really hang up your smartphone anymore. You just click. You just say like, no, bye. Don't. Right, isn't that, I know. That's it, crazy. Put it in perspective for me, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Building off of that, the, why the smartphone, like aside from having so many variations and the technology changing and like how rapid that's changed, it's made everything else a lot accessible as right. far as searches go. And that's why like local listings have become so popular is because it is it is mobile friendly and it is hyper local and location is built into your phone and mm-hmm. like that's how results pull. So those two things have gone hand in hand and neither of those things existed in that fashion 10 years ago. Right. We've talked about it before that people expect your um, site to load within two seconds. Yeah, not only loading fast, but like does it fit the screen? Like is it responsive? And if it's A, not fast, or B, doesn't fit, it doesn't help the consumer in what Google calls a need and now moment. Yep. And that's when you lose that opportunity. And that has definitely picked up the pace for how all of this has changed throughout this decade right. and I I am excited and also like it's a little overwhelming to think how that yeah. is going to continue to change and so that's like for us as marketers just staying on top of it as we can and being flexible and dynamic with 
what we're offering. Right. Well, Google a couple years ago already started with that mobile get in where they're yeah. preferring. I, they, I think they, I don't know who coined it that. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if it was Google themselves, but I remember yeah. everybody was referring. I did not <laughs> coin that. Do not claim that. Um, yeah. But the mobile get in, um, basically the algorithm now is favoring those who are mobile friendly. Yeah. So, I mean, that would, that happened a couple years ago within the decade. So, I mean, it's, um, it's relating to this. Since we're talking about smartphones, I think that's a great segue into talking about social media just because it's right. become so much more accessible. Oh, yeah. In the last yeah. 10 years, since phones have become more accessible, therefore people aren't having to do this on a desktop. It's happening in the moment. Like, that's how all of this has kind right. of built on each other. And that really impacts how businesses interact with consumers, too. Absolutely. I think people right now are buying their phones based on their social media needs. So let's relate that to a business owner or an influencer, somebody who I need a great camera because I do Facebook Live or mm -hmm. I, you know, I do share a lot of photos on the job, you know, things like that. I think that's a huge reason why um, social media has exploded as well. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you're able to target. I know that's been in the media and all that's it will be shifting. Right. But because there's a lot of data and you can segment it's gotten more efficient for businesses to be able to target to the right audience and also target based on like mm -hmm. lifestyles and topics and not just demographics yeah. or anything like that which has got like that's changed the landscape drastically even just for advertising right i hate to say it but sometimes i enjoy the ads that come up on my social feeds I don't um, disagree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought about that the other day. I went, because somebody asked me if I had ever, you can clear your history on your Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and that's recommended sometimes, obviously, to protect privacy and all that stuff. But I'm like, I kind of enjoy what's coming up because the ads that are, are relevant to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's great. I, I actually enjoy it now, the ad experience. Yeah. And if you can support local businesses or even just like national businesses or international businesses that mm -hmm. cater to things that you like and you would pay for and you would like to use as a human, like why not get advertised to sure. by them? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Absolutely. So that's a whole different ball game. And talking about like accessibility to marketing, like yeah. if you think about how ad dollars were spent 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was a lot of billboards, it was a lot of TV, it was a lot of radio ads, and they were large chunks of cash, mm -hmm. even for small businesses. Right. And I think that's changed to where you can spread it out across multiple channels a lot easier, making you more, um, like you're getting more exposure and people are sure. more aware of you at a lesser cost. Right. It's definitely more affordable to people. There's really no excuse now. You shouldn't be using something to market your business yeah, definitely. and to validate who you are. Even if you're still doing the word of mouth referrals, you get that, you know, um, I heard that the other day from somebody I was talking to about their dad who's a remodeler and mm -hmm. still doing that. And it's like, but they, they know that they should at least have a Facebook presence or something, right. even if they don't have a full website, you know, have something out there. Um, since we have all these free channels now, your smartphone makes it easy to do that, like you said. So Yeah. And like some of these things are free, like to mm -hmm. set them up is completely free. And then you're paying for the exposure. You're right. paying for the lead where that wasn't the case before. Right. You're paying up front and hoping to get a return. So you might even start exactly. getting a return on some of these things by other things that you're doing, oh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. What we've talked about today only scratches the surface of all the different directions this conversation could have gone, like mm -hmm. as far as tech or other marketing that's offline. All of that has also changed so much, but we just pulled the things that we thought were most tangible and talked about the most with our clients for small, medium-sized businesses. That being said, thanks again for listening, watching on whatever platform you're on. Make sure you leave us a review, give us some feedback. If you've got questions or topic suggestions, send them over to podcast at revlocal.com. Yep. 
And this is our last episode for the year. So we really appreciate you guys watching, as Megan said, um, and listening to us, of course. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us. We got some pretty exciting things coming in 2020, and we will see you next year. 